Hi everyone, it's Rebecca here. I wanted to let you know that in anticipation of the release of my new book, Coaching with Research in Mind, I've recorded four brief extracts from the book to give you a sample of what it's all about. I've written Coaching with Research in Mind for coaching practitioners and leaders interested in using a coaching style of leadership. In the book, I bring together the leading science on coaching and behaviour change and aim to present this in a way that's engaging and accessible. Coaching with Research in Mind is due to be released on the 3rd of August 2020. However, it's available for pre-order now, either on Amazon or directly through the publisher Routledge. If you order through Routledge, you can use the promotion code FLR40 for a 20% discount. I'll put the code and a link to the website in the show notes. The book is split into three broad sections covering research on different areas that influence coaching effectiveness. These are a section on the coachee, including chapters on coachee motivation, coachee personality, coachee goal orientation, coachee self-efficacy and coachee skills. Also, I cover the coaching process and have chapters on goal setting in coaching, learning through reflection and planning for action. Finally, I tackle the role of the organisation in coaching effectiveness, an area I believe is often neglected when we think about how to maximise the impact of coaching. In each chapter, I present the key findings from research and then provide specific practical recommendations that you can implement into your own practice. I also interviewed six highly successful coaches who shared their experiences with me that I've used as case examples to illustrate the research in action. The following extract is from the Coachy Motivation chapter of the book and is an extract where I focus on the current research related to this topic. I hope you enjoy it. In our 2018 systematic literature review, Dr Gilbozer and I included motivation to learn as one of the seven theoretical influences that explain how coaching works. We found a number of studies in the coaching literature that explored motivation to learn However, these studies often utilised a range of terminology, such as receptivity to coaching, readiness to be coached, or commitment to the coaching relationship. In our view, all of these concepts can be adequately classified according to the definition of training motivation provided by Salas and Cannon Bowers, and consequently we called this coaching motivation, broadly described as the motivation to be coached or the direction, effort, intensity and persistence that coachees apply to learning-oriented activities before, during and after coaching. The majority of studies on the topic of coaching motivation investigate it qualitatively, where coaches, coachees and HR professionals have been interviewed on the factors they believe are important influences of positive outcomes from coaching. Findings generally indicate that individuals who enter into coaching with a high level of coaching motivation will experience more positive outcomes following coaching. This is because individuals actively regulate their motivation, emotion and learning processes. Gully and Chen describe this process in the context of the training literature, detailing how learners decide what to pay attention to and determine how much effort to devote to the learning task. Learners can actively engage themselves or disengage themselves from learning and they're responsible for applying and transferring skills from their learning to the work environment. 
For example, a coachee may not be motivated to receive coaching because perhaps they do not believe that coaching will have an impact on their behaviour. They might not perceive that they have the time to invest in coaching, or perhaps they've been referred to coaching, which they view as a punishment for poor performance. This low level of coaching motivation will have a negative impact on their subsequent behaviour during coaching. On the one hand, whilst the unmotivated individual may be able to disengage themselves and not pay attention in the training room, in relative terms, this is much more difficult in coaching. It's harder for a coachee to not pay attention during coaching as the coachee is working one-to-one with the coach. The nature of the coaching conversation itself forces the coachee to pay attention. However, the degree of coaching motivation can still influence the nature in which the coachee responds to the coach's interventions. For example, the coachee may hold back in responding to questions, not providing fully honest or deep answers. The level of coaching motivation may also influence the level of effort the coachee expends in any follow-up actions after the coaching, consequently influencing whether any changes discussed in coaching manifest into actual changes when they return to work. Consequently, coaching motivation can also influence the degree to which any learning gained in coaching is transferred back to the coachee's working environment. Therefore, are they motivated to make any changes following coaching to how they behave on a day-to-day basis? Conversely, coaches who have a high level of coaching motivation are likely to fully engage in the coaching process, responding honestly and with deep consideration to the coach's interventions. They're more likely to proactively engage in follow-up tasks and actions and be motivated to apply their learning to their work environment. These actions combined are likely to lead to a greater impact of coaching. So I hope you enjoyed listening to that brief extract from my book, Coaching with Research in Mind. The book's released on the 3rd of August 2020. However, you can pre-order now with a 20% discount on the Routledge website using the discount code FLR40. Thanks for listening.